Hello, and welcome to ConstructorCast, where we navigate the ever-evolving landscape of the commercial construction industry. I am your host, Max Nelson. Today, as we stand on the cusp of a new year with the economic landscape ever-shifting, I am joined by AGC's Chief Economist, Ken Simonson, who will help us to unravel insights that matter, from prices to employment, interest rates to labor. Ken has been the Chief Economist for AGC of America since 2001. He is a fellow and past president of NABE, the National Association for Business Economics, and he is here to provide us with a roadmap for the coming year. Welcome, Ken. Well, thanks, Max. I need to start off with a confession that I'm a serial optimist, and uh, at this point, I am optimistic about the U.S. economy. I think that we're going to see uh, continued economic growth in 2024. I know that's not necessarily the consensus view. In general, economists and market analysts have gotten more optimistic that we can achieve that so-called soft landing or avoid a recession altogether. And I think that uh, 2024 will be a good year for the overall economy. That's not to say everything will be positive. I think the Fed is not done raising interest rates And that, again, is different from how many market analysts see things today. They seem to be convinced that uh, inflation is coming down fast enough that the Fed won't raise rates again and will start cutting rates soon. But I think that last percentage point of inflation, uh, getting it down from the 3% range to the 2% that the Fed says is its target, will be very difficult next year. So I'm expecting, I'm planning for uh, the Fed to stick where it is, keep raising rates maybe one more time in the first half of the year, possibly the first quarter of the year, and then uh, stay there until they're really convinced that inflation dragon has been slain. So that could uh, mean that we're going to be stuck with uh, these relatively high rates for quite a while. Fortunately, that doesn't seem to have impeded construction very much. That does sound quite positive overall. Are you equally upbeat regarding the construction industry specifically? Well, I think it's going to be a a year of rotation, and we've already started to see some signs of that. For instance, maybe a surprise to people to hear that the spending on single-family homes has risen for six straight months. We've all been inundated with these reports about the huge drop in sales of existing homes and how interest rates have jumped for mortgage rates from under 3% to well over 7%. Uh, But in fact, home builders have been buying down some of those mortgage rates to make uh, it possible for more people to qualify for a mortgage. And indeed, the market has helped. The long term, the 30-year fixed mortgage rate has uh, peaked more than a month ago at seven and three quarters percent. Most recently, it's down around seven and a quarter. Now, that's still a huge jump. And it's uh, particularly a shock for people who are holding a mortgage at three percent and uh, wanting to sell a house, but saying, oh, no, I'm not going to go to seven. But for people who are buying a new house that get help from the builder, I think it's less of a hurdle than it was. So I do expect single family construction to increase gradually throughout 2024 and uh, within the first half of the year to surpass the uh, same month of 2023. 
On the other side, though, multifamily construction, and this is where AGC members are likely to come in, uh, that has been running at record levels. For the last four months, we've had something like a million housing units of multifamily housing under construction. But the Financing cost for developers has gone up just as it has for home buyers. Uh, banks have greatly tightened their lending standards, so it's much harder for developers to get financing. They have to put much more equity in. Operating costs for insurance, for instance, have also gone up. And unless developers can cover those higher costs with higher rents, uh, they're not going to be able to go ahead with projects. And in fact, in many markets, rents have stopped rising, have even come down in some of what were the hottest markets. And that's likely to be more widespread as current multifamily projects finish up. So I think that we are in for a big decline in multifamily construction. Now, turning to the non-residential side, I see churning happening there also. The same challenge to find uh, affordable money and uh, get a loan from a lender is uh, keeping developers from going ahead with some of the warehouse uh, retail office projects that uh, they might have done otherwise. But I think the rent challenge is even greater, that uh, warehouse demand has been tapering off as people have stopped uh, buying nearly as many goods as they had. Instead, they're spending their money on Taylor Swift concerts or Barbenheimer movies and travel. And so warehouse space is no longer needed to the same extent. And the office market, of course, has been cratering for the past three years as employees uh, increasingly stay away from offices, or at least they are not returning to offices at the rate that employers wanted. And so as leases expire, more firms are looking for less space, not to expand. And uh, I do think office construction will be hit hard. Now, that all sounds pretty negative, but on the positive side, we're still seeing enormous demand for data centers and with the growth of artificial intelligence, including this generative AI, uh, that's all pushing more electrons through data centers. Manufacturing plants of a scale never seen before, still growing rapidly. And I think at some point in 2024, we'll see a big pickup begin in uh, some of the infrastructure categories funded by the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act or power construction for alternative power uh, generation and storage. Excellent. Well, how about material costs? We hear that high material costs continue to eat into contractors' bottom lines. What are you hearing about material costs and availability for our contractors? That's a much better story than it was two or three years ago. Uh, we did see for 12 straight months an index called the Producer Price Index for inputs to new non-residential construction go up at a 20% rate or more. Uh, what that refers to is a weighted average of all the goods used in non-residential building construction plus some services such as design and uh, trucking services. Uh, but in the last year and a half, those costs have moderated or they've even gone negative compared to the same month a year before. I think we're at the low point on that, however. The economy, as I said, I think is still going to be ticking along in 2024. And so there is a risk that we're going to see 
renewed increases in some materials costs. Just in the last few weeks, I've seen uh, dear valued customer letters announcing immediate price increases for some kinds of steel and uh, for plumbing parts. And I think that uh, there's also a risk that we're going to run into shortages, at least in some parts of the country, of uh, cement or concrete products. Uh, that was a big issue in many areas in 2022. In 2023, uh, things seem to have smoothed out. I didn't get any reports through uh, the first 11 months, at least, of 2023 of uh, shortages or allocations. Uh, but we haven't been adding much cement capacity. And with all of the growth in uh, big infrastructure and manufacturing projects, power projects, uh, there's a lot of demand for concrete products. So I do think that's uh, uh, something that could rear its head again in 2024. The one big issue on uh, supply availability has been electronic components and electrical gear, specifically electric switch gear and transformers, and then the controllers for things like elevators, HVAC systems, communication security systems. And uh, I think it, that will continue to plague contractors right through 2024. Price value aside, will price volatility continue to plague the industry? Yeah, contractors have really had a hard time knowing how to price projects. Uh, they were way behind the curve uh, when we saw record prices for lumber and steel and copper in 2020 up through early 2022. And then uh, exceptionally large and frequent price increases for items as diverse as concrete and gypsum products, roofing materials, insulation, brief shortages of things like plastic pipe. And so we did see eventually that uh, so-called bid prices were rising. I say so-called, uh, what I'm referring to is a producer price index that the Bureau of Labor Statistics puts out. Uh, they ask a, a large group of contractors each month how much they would charge to put up a particular building. Each contractor is asked about a bit different building from the others, but the same building as that contractor was asked about the month or the year before. And so for 2020 through mid-2022, the materials cost index was going up faster than the bid price index. Once materials cost tapered off, bid prices were going up at a higher rate than uh, materials cost. Lately, they've both collapsed. They're both running at about the same level as they were a year ago. I never make a forecast about what contractors will be bidding, uh, let alone what they should be. Not, not a safe thing for someone who works for the Construction Association to do in case there are any antitrust division lawyers on the phone. But uh, at any rate, uh, I do think uh, volatility could well be in the cards. If we see materials costs uh, rising again, uh, will contractors be able to keep up with that? We'll have to see. And what about another hot industry topic? labor. Boy, that is definitely the number one concern of contractors that I talk to all over the country. AGC does a survey every summer. We released the latest version just after Labor Day. Uh, we had over 1,400 responses. For me, the key question was, did you have a job opening on July 1st? And 85% of firms that hire craft workers said, yes, they had an opening. So we followed that up with, were the positions hard to fill? 88% said yes. We drilled down to 21 specific crafts, and for every one of those, more than 60% of firms said that those positions were hard to fill. 
When you look at the government data, it confirms the story. The number of job openings at the end of each month has been running nearly as great or sometimes even greater than the number of people hired during the entire month. You would expect normally that in a 30 or 31 day month, there'd be a lot more hires than there would be openings at the end. Not so in the last couple of years. Why? The unemployment rate for construction has dropped all the way to about 4%, just about as low as in the overall economy. Again, that's unusual. Before the pandemic, typically when some workers finished at one job, they'd be out of work for a few months until suitable employment in the right uh, part of the country came along. But uh, in the last few years, uh, nobody has been looking for work out of work and actively seeking it. That's the definition of an industry unemployment rate. Uh, so uh, there just aren't skilled, experienced workers out there for construction firms to hire. In fact, construction firms have been raising pay at a rate of five, five and a half, even six percent. That's more than for the overall economy for so-called production and non-supervisory employees. But I'm afraid contractors are going to have to go even higher in order to attract workers in a market where so many other jobs can be done remotely or on a hybrid basis with flexible hours. Those things just aren't possible for on-site construction jobs. So I do think that uh, labor availability will continue to be the number one challenge for contractors in 2024. Well, since that's the case, Ken, do you anticipate the gap between construction job openings and available labor to continue to widen? Or can contractors expect the labor deficit to plateau in the coming year? I do think that uh, it's going to continue to be a major challenge. Whether it gets worse uh, depends really on how other sectors of the economy do. Uh, certainly construction firms are trying many techniques uh, to reduce their dependence on finding uh, that right worker. They're investing in technology on the job site to uh, be able to use fewer workers or to bring the skill level of the workers there up faster, to schedule workers more carefully so that, uh, that they have just the right ones they need at a given time. Uh, they're turning where possible to offsite production. Uh, but that's not necessarily a cure-all. The manufacturers are also scrambling to find qualified workers. And obviously not every construction project lends itself to production elsewhere. And so I do think that finding workers will continue to be a challenge. Now, construction firms are also reaching out more. Uh, they're engaging with school districts, with community colleges, with workforce development agencies, and they're using things like targeted digital advertising. All of these results showed up in our survey as being uh, new or expanded ways that contractors are looking for workers. Uh, one other thing would be if the federal government would allow contractors to bring in foreign-based workers uh, when they can demonstrate that they can't find enough uh, U.S.-based workers. Unfortunately, Congress still seems to be tied in knots about what to do about immigration. And so I'm not very optimistic that uh, we'll see an expansion of employment-based immigration in 2024. That is certainly a lot for our commercial construction community to digest. What other final takeaways are on the economic horizon for the industry? 
Well, if you'll permit a play on words, digest is definitely uh, on my mind. I write a weekly one-page summary of economic news called the Data Digest, and I'd welcome uh, anybody who wants to get that to uh, subscribe. I think uh, you'll see a link uh, with this podcast. And to sum up, I do remain optimistic about the overall economy and about construction with the caveat that we'll see a lot of rotation among different segments. So uh, to recap that, growth in single family construction, decline in multifamily, uh, decline in uh, warehouse, office, uh, perhaps also in retail and even lodging construction. At best, those are going to be uh, pretty flat. Uh, But that's all going to be outweighed by continued strength in data centers and manufacturing. Uh, I expect growth in infrastructure and power projects. So on net, an increase in construction, a major uh, increase in wage costs, 5 to 7% on top of what we've already seen, 5% a year for a couple of years. Uh, Materials costs that have been flat or even declining in recent months could bounce back as much as 4 or 6%. That is great for our contractors to know, Ken. And Ken mentioned it best. If you are hungry for more, head down to the show notes to find links to subscribe to the Data Digest and other related resources about what we discussed on today's episode. Thank you, Ken, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to another episode of the AGC Constructor Cast. We hope you gained some valuable perspective and a clearer vision of what can be expected in the year ahead. If you found value in today's episode, don't forget to like and follow the show. You can listen to all available episodes by searching Constructor Cast in your favorite podcast app or stream and download right from your computer at agc.org forward slash Constructor Cast.